This is a CSI bass drop at its finest. So. Answers to a decades-old cold case. What we know about a woman found dead outside of Elgin in 1979. Nearly three full weeks now of nonstop heat in Central Texas. The all-time record we're approaching in first warning weather. And former President Donald Trump's legal battles continue to pile on when another indictment is expected. 44 years later and a break in a cold case in Bastrop County. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. The Bastrop County Sheriff's Office announced that they just identified a woman whose body was found dead in 1979 on Highway 290 near Elgin. But now investigators have finally been able to identify her using DNA testing. Okay, stands to Bill Ramadna joins us live in Bastrop with those details. That's right. Again, decades for this case to be solved to find out who this woman was. This is the picture that the Bastrop County Sheriff's Office released to us here. This is 22 year old Kathy Ann Smith. Her remains were found on the side of the highway in 1979. Now, the Bastrop County Sheriff's Office tells us she was from Houston and it's still unclear what she was doing in the area. Now, this is a case that detectives have worked for years. Back in 2019, they exhumed her remains and took DNA, but were unable to find her identity. Later in 2022, the case was reopened and another sample was taken. Now this time they were able to use the DNA and forensic gene genealogy to find out who she was, but it's still unclear who the suspect in this case is, as it was classified as a homicide. In, uh, September of 22, we again um, working with a private lab, uh, Orthrum, and the website dnasolves.com were able to do forensic genealogy on the case, which led us to a family tree, and then some some more digging led to uh, her identity being discovered after we found out she was adopted. We have no other suspects at this time, and for unless something comes up, uh, we're considering Henry Lee Lucas as our primary suspect. Henry Lee Lucas died in prison. He was accused of hundreds of murders over the years. Now, again, this case will remain open here. We'll have more coming up tonight. Reporting live in Bastrop County, Nabil Ramadna, back to you. All right, Nabil, thanks so much. Now to breaking news in Southeast Austin. Fire crews are mopping up the scene at a home on Ipswich Bay Drive. So this is near Slaughter Lane, a few miles east of I-35. Officials tell us the fire happened at a home where police had already been to respond to a family disturbance and they add someone set that home on fire while investigators tried to take a person into custody. The homes next door had to be evacuated as a precaution. One firefighter had to be treated for heat related injuries. Texas Republican congressional members say the U.S. border with Mexico is a matter of self-defense and if the federal government won't defend it then Texas will. GOP lawmakers today at the Capitol took time to praise Governor Greg Abbott for his controversial actions to secure the border. Leaving Texans exposed to death, destruction, cost, and finding, frankly, uh, the worst kind of abuses to humanity occurring in our own state because the federal government refuses to do its job. But the White House has condemned Abbott's border actions, including the installation of that floating river barrier in Eagle Pass and razor wire. 
This week, the Justice Department sued the state to force it to leave border enforcement to federal officials. And NBC Nightly News is digging into the new illegal border crossing numbers tonight. Gabe Gutierrez is at the border where Homeland Security says those illegal crossings dropped by 42% in June. Critics, though, say that's not the full story. And tonight, Gabe shows you one way migrants are being removed from the U.S., a migrant deportation flight. More than 100 migrants loaded from buses onto the plane bound for Honduras. How heartbreaking is the whole system right now? It's difficult. I mean, the human factor is always there. And tonight, what migrants say about the Biden administration's app for applying to enter the U.S. legally. All right, well, this has been a summer of extreme heat. Tens of millions of Americans are still dealing with scorching triple digits, just like us. The heat index in New York in that area expected to reach 108 this week. In Phoenix, emergency rooms have been filled with people needing treatment for heat-related illnesses, even burns. The heat is grabbing the attention of President Biden, who is announcing new measures to protect workers. We're going to dig into that on KXAN News at 6. All right, David, we are not the only ones dealing with this extreme heat. May even hit 100 in Chicago, what? Illinois tomorrow. Meantime, Austin's hottest July in record-keeping history continues. Another day of triple digits in many communities today. One of the cooler spots up in Liberty Hill, 99 under partly cloudy skies at the Whittlesey Landscape Supply Camp. But it is still 100 in Austin right now 100 in Luling and San Marcos 101 this evening in San Saba. It's another evening of high to very high fire danger as we've seen so many times in the past several weeks a little spark from a train drag a chain dragging behind your truck or a lawnmower or a chainsaw can really lead to a problem quickly. This kind of weather and wildfire danger is not stopping soon. So please let's all be extra careful. Coming up in your forecast, how long the triple digits continue as you make your weekend plans and when record high temperatures return. All right, David, thank you very much. A third source has confirmed to NBC News that former President Donald Trump is expected to be indicted for a third time. Trump's lawyers were spotted meeting with the special counsel's office in Washington, D.C. And as NBC's Alice Barr reports, the grand jury is probing the former president's role leading up to the January 6th Capitol attack and efforts to reverse the results of the 2020 election. Expect an indictment. That's the message from the special counsel's office today in a meeting with former President Trump's attorneys. That's according to three sources. The potential indictment would be the third and in many ways the most serious against the former president, centering on the deadly January 6th Capitol attack and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Mr. Trump disputing that his lawyers were notified about a coming indictment. He and his team adamant he did nothing wrong. This is unprecedented to threaten a president. The former president revealed last week he'd received a target letter that NBC News learned cited three federal statutes, deprivation of rights, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and witness tampering. Special counsel Jack Smith's team has been investigating a wide range of alleged attempts to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power, including an alleged scheme to reject states' electoral votes and use fake electors who would back former President Trump instead. The allegations all the more explosive landing as Mr. Trump is once again the GOP frontrunner in the next presidential election. Pretty damaging for Donald Trump, even if he does survive and win the nomination. Uh, would really damage him in a general election. 
The former president already pled not guilty to federal charges in Florida alleging he mishandled classified national security documents and misled investigators and to separate New York charges focused on alleged hush money payments to an adult film star at the end of the 2016 campaign. Another presidential campaign now colliding with the mounting legal troubles. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Coming up, TSA employees are getting the largest raise in the agency's history. We dig into the numbers coming up. And the teenage school shooter responsible for killing four people in Michigan is in court today. What the judge is hearing from both sides and why this special hearing had to happen. Attorney Thomas. New statistics from Austin Bergstrom International Airport out today. And this past May ended up being the fourth busiest month on record. WestJet also launched a nonstop service to Calgary that month. The airport says between January and May, it saw more than 8.7 million passengers come through. That means AUS has already surpassed the total from all of 2020. Airport officials predict more than 22 million passengers will pass through by the end of this year. Our digital data reporter, Christopher Adams, tracks it all for us. He breaks down the data for you on KXAN.com. Well, TSA workers at airports across the country are getting a pay increase. It's the largest one ever for the TSA workforce since it was established back in 2001. Now, the funding is expected to increase TSA salaries by 30% on average, depending on factors like specific position and length of service. The Biden administration says the pay increase is long overdue. The agency has seen its applications for open positions increased by 30% since the beginning of this fiscal year. Austin is ranking high on yet another list, this time for jobs at risk of being replaced with artificial intelligence. What experts are saying on how it could create more jobs. And unseasonably hot temperatures continued today as highs so far today hit 103 in Austin, just two degrees shy of tying the daily record. And we are actually on track to finish this typically dry month as the sixth driest July in history. Only four hundredths of an inch so far with none expected through the end of the month. Your first warning forecast with the extension of the heat wave coming up. KXAN News is Hundreds of thousands of jobs in Austin are considered at risk of being replaced by artificial intelligence. That's according to a report by research organization at chamberofcommerce.org. And it ranked Austin in the top 25 most threatened cities in the country for potential job losses from AI. But as KXAN's Sarah Alshay explains, it could also create more jobs as well. Artificial intelligence, the subject of many headlines lately. According to a new report, more and more jobs could be replaced by it, especially here in Central Texas. And overall in the Austin metropolitan area, roughly 153,000 occupations are considered at risk. Colin Zarnicki with chamberofcommerce.org conducted research into this report titled Cities Where AI Threatens Employment the Most. Zarnicki says Austin came in at number 23. In Austin specifically, the top three are cashiers, retail sales, followed by customer service representatives. You're seeing more self-checkouts, you're seeing more automated payment options. Rebecca Aguilar works part-time at a shoe store in Austin. She's noticed how technology has already shifted how people shop. Order it online to get shipped to their home at their convenience versus coming in store. You don't really have that face-to-face -face contact. Aguilar says there are already worries. Colleagues that I work with 
they are very concerned, like when their hours are being cut because there's not a lot of traffic coming through. Zarnicki says on the flip side, AI can also create jobs like data analysts and cybersecurity experts. Over 60 million jobs worldwide could be created in the next five years just due to uh, advancements in AI technology. So as AI makes its way into more sectors of our lives, the experts recommend figuring out how to work with it, but not against it. Learn how to adapt it to your current role. If you're an employer, learn how to adapt it to your workforce. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. And other roles the report showed at risk, clerks, data entry, accounting, security guards, housekeepers, and bank tellers. Researchers say just because a position is deemed at risk doesn't necessarily mean they will be replaced. It just means they could be more impacted by changes because of AI in the next five years. And adding a little more depth to this, the University of Texas wants to get in on the artificial intelligence wave by helping students prepare for the field of study. Now, at the start of summer, UT opened applications for its first ever online master's degree in AI. The program debuts next spring. UT estimates that there will be, they estimate that there will be 97 million new AI-related jobs globally over the next two years. And shortly after announcing the program, the university told KXAN it already had received roughly 10,000 inquiries about this online degree. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it has not been a typical Texas summer, as you know. We find ourselves right now in the midst of one of the longest heat waves in Austin history. 100 degrees right now, several degrees above normal with hazy skies and partly cloudy, dry conditions. What do I define as a heat wave? Well, let's call it consecutive days at or above 100. Here we are. Today was our 20th day in a row of triple digits. As you see here, that ties with some recent years for one of the longest on record. Right now, we're tied with 20 2020 for the fourth longest stretch of triple digits. I'll show you in a minute why we may take over the first place spot before this all changes. I promised you at four o'clock I would show you what the drought monitor shows in today's weekly update. Here's what it looked like last week with really bad drought conditions from I-35 westward through the hill country. Keep an eye as I change the map from last week to this week from Austin eastward and there we go. Level two and three drought have spread farther east. Much of the metro area now in extreme drought conditions. We're going to need a lot of rain to change this and that's just something that I don't see coming anytime soon. It's 104 in Laredo. 106 in El Paso, their 42nd straight day in the triple digits, crushing their all-time record for a duration of a heat wave there. The reason is we've got high pressure sitting right over them over eastern New Mexico and west Texas. As the periphery of this ridge has pulled a little short of our area, this is actually a little shade of good news, trying to bring a Gulf of Mexico shower or thunderstorm into our area. Closer inspection, though, here's Austin, here's Fayette County. We had a couple thunderstorms near Katy uh, in the Houston area. These are charging westward, but I think they'll probably dissipate before they make it here. An unmentionable less than 10% chance of rain today and tomorrow. There's the heat ridge kind of pulling a little slightly westward again tomorrow, but this weekend it moves eastward, it recenters itself, and this is why hotter than normal triple digit heat is likely to continue, not only for the next several days, but for the next week or more. And aside from a little isolated shower trying to sneak into Fayette County, no rain expected in the bucket over the next seven or more days. 
Sometimes this time of the year we look to the tropics for some rain or cooler weather and that can happen, especially as we get toward August. We got a lot of Saharan dust blowing over the state shown in this yellow color, keeping things quiet in the Gulf as well. Out here in the open Atlantic though, we do have a, a disturbance with plenty of time to watch a pretty decent chance of further development over the next week. We'll keep an eye on this hurricane season off to kind of a typical start. It doesn't usually ramp up, remember, until next month. 77 degrees tonight with breezy southeast winds and mostly clear skies tomorrow hot and hazy again 103 degrees just like we were today in town after that the ridge centers itself more overhead that sends temperatures hotter this weekend up to 105 set a sunday look at monday and tuesday record tying or setting readings of 107 and by next thursday at the end of this seven day that would be 27 triple digit days in a row tying the first place record from 2011 and with hotter than normal weather likely in our two-week outlook we'll likely break that record all right, David, thank you. A special hearing today should determine how the sentence of Ethan Crumley, the teenager who killed four people and hurt seven others in a 2019 school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, should go. Now, last October, Crumley pleaded guilty to dozens of felony charges like first-degree murder and terrorism, which carried mandatory sentences of life in prison. Though he was 15 at the time, he was charged as an adult and cannot be automatically handed a life sentence without a chance for parole. So a Miller hearing must be held first, and that's where the judge will consider a number of factors before handing down a sentence. This started more than 10 years ago when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in the case Miller versus Alabama that mandatory life sentences without parole are unconstitutional for juveniles. Now today, the court heard from prosecutors who detailed a journal found in his backpack after the shooting, and those journal entries included Crumbly saying he wanted the first victim to be, quote, a pretty girl with a future so she can suffer just like me, end quote. He also wrote he would shoot until police stopped him and then he'd surrender and then plead guilty to life in prison. Well, promise on the horizon for those suffering from postpartum depression, the drug that doctors say could be a game changer. Right now, the drop in illegal crossings at the U.S. border, our look at what's behind it. And passengers describe the terror when their commercial jet had a very close brush in the sky. The FAA and NTSB now investigating on Nightly News. It's been more than one week since Army Private Travis King bolted across the border into North Korea. And ever since then, we haven't heard an acknowledgement from the North Koreans that they have custody of King nor from King himself. There has been very little communication between the U.S. and North Korea. King's family says they're shocked as to why he bolted across the border and why he was engaged in crimes in South Korea. They say that's not his character and they're also frustrated that they left him at the airport when he was supposed to be sent home to Fort Bliss in El Paso. It's estimated that one in nine new mothers or about 400,000 women in the United States get postpartum depression. But a potentially game-changing treatment is showing some promising results in trials. Zirin alone is a pill taken daily for 14 days, and the positive effects can be felt within the first three days. That's unlike standard antidepressants, which can take up to 12 weeks to feel effects. Now, this pill can have some side effects, though, like dizziness, drowsiness, nausea, and headaches during these trials. Breastfeeding women were told to stop for those two weeks, so it's unclear if this drug is safe for those who choose to breastfeed. Well, tonight on KXAN, it's Password at 7, and then Law & Order SVU at 8 and 9, before KXAN News at 10 o'clock.
Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us. Get the latest 